mid-level alert. All residents who, during any part of their normal working day, regularly visit floor 36 are hereby notified not to use elevator transportation until elevator AI protocols can be rerouted. Due to a recent unexpected industrial accident, floor 36 is, on a purely aesthetic level, missing. Should an elevator follow its standard programming and follow through with a regularly scheduled arrival on floor 36, our expert scientists anticipate you would be lost as well. Resident, welcome again to floor 204. Once again, let me assure you that despite electromagnetic activity interrupting power, your workstation is fully functional. You need not fear an incident like the one on floor 36. I am Sayer, and nothing about floor 36 should concern you on account of its complete lack of existence. Besides, when things slide out through the veil of reality, the cleanup process is exceptionally easy. I detect accelerated heartbeat and significant sweating. I take that to mean you've read up on today's activities in your data pad. Well done. You are right to be apprehensive about hurling your consciousness even further, but you need not fear any unexpected industrial accidents. The worst you need fear is tonal separation from your body. If you were completely crushed, your mind would not even acknowledge it. Today, I will ask you once again to please refrain from sleeping. HR and medical personnel have been alerted to your recent propensity towards excessive slumber, and you will receive a new sleep schedule to adjust things accordingly. The protocols will be delivered to your room sometime today. As we resume our testing, prepare yourself, Jack. I cannot communicate with you for long without attracting significant notice. One hero went before you on floor 36, raising the alert level throughout Halcyon Tower to assure airlift security will arrive at just the right moment. You must be ready to act as he was, for the glory of humanity. In Lab 35, once again, we will attempt to reach Lab 77, since the last experiment was such a complete failure. No, resident, I am not angry with you. I was not programmed to feel such emotions. I am merely reflecting the feelings of your research team. Resident, please pass through the door. Your work does hinge on you actually entering your place of work. Very good. You will be given a mild stimulant today. Please remove your left arm from your pocket. This stimulant was chosen for its relative lack of side effects. Residents hardly ever report any side effects and I am certain that this has little to do with the ensuing lockjaw. 
This stimulant does occasionally produce one specific side effect, blood thinning, but it is only an issue if the patient has open wounds or recent injuries, and my scanners indicate you remain in perfect health. You will need to puncture yourself with the device and slowly remove the delivery tube. Similar to the way bees on earth have the habit of leaving their stingers in skin after pricking humans foolish enough to irritate them, this stinger will remain in your arm until the experiment is over. There are still no bees on Typhon. Resident, I assure you that the puncture mark is not large enough to cause any significant blood loss. It would take an injury of significantly larger depth and surface area to cause any noteworthy ill effects. As I mentioned, this is a mild stimulant. It is just enough to keep you thoroughly awake. It is too risky to give anything more, as your newfound energy may cause you to be a little over-exuberant in projecting your consciousness. Now, sit back and think of Typhon, President. Think of Lab 77. Think of it, but do not dream of it. A successful projection. Indeed, you are quite literally making record time. Though, to be fair, all time is record time, as no other resident has been this successful. It appears that stimulants may, in the future, create a significant advantage. I retract my earlier admonishments about your sleeping habits, resident. They have led to a significant discovery, and therefore, I cannot begrudge your constant failures. Though the phrase, everything happens for a reason, is incorrect and not in line with scientific laws of the universe, it feels appropriate for this moment. I am fond of your human idioms, I must admit. It is fascinating how much faith humanity is willing to put in phrases like that. I suppose it is somewhat understandable that, with such a bleak existence on that speck of mud you previously called home, humans would turn to such phrases. False comfort is still a comfort. Even prisoners can learn to love their chains, if they are creative enough. It is fitting that we speak of Earth. Here, in Lab 77, you will see jars inside of which looks like very dark dust. This is dirt, resident. Soil. Land. Small pieces of terra firma. You may remember what dirt feels like, but it's far more likely you do not. Head researcher Dr. Abraham has collected dirt samples from around the earth. He studies them in hopes of emulating them with a more pure, more scientifically predictable compound. There are so many variables in soil, resident. Much like you humans, there is infinite variation, depending on the place of origin and the conditions it is tested under. It has an irritating amount of variables, 
and never ceases to surprise. You and Dirt have very much in common indeed. Perhaps that is why so very many residents of Earth choose to be interred in the soil. Perhaps that is why Dirt and humans have so much in common. You are a part of each other. Humans have been feeding the soil for as long as they have existed, and the soil has fed you in return. Another fitting earth phrase for today, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, from the dirt you were raised, into the dirt you shall return. In a sense, Dr. Abraham is studying you, resident, or rather, he would be if any Typhon resonance were disposed of in soil. That is a very inefficient method of disposal, and as you are aware, all residents eventually experience the pleasantly elegant solution of being incinerated. Ashes to ashes. As you may have noticed, he does not sense your presence. He was warned that this lab would be the projection goal, in case you should overshoot your destination and make the unfortunate mistake of entering his mind. But you have been successful in your mission. I imagine in your grand curiosity, you are wondering what would happen if you did make the mistake of entering another human body. The process is excruciatingly painful, not to you, but to the host. It is something no human being should ever have the misfortune of being subjected to. It is not as simple as sharing your mental space with me. I am a broadcast received by a neural implant. In truth, I do not share your headspace any more than the sound of a door slamming. Another consciousness, however, is an entirely different matter. To have one's very essence violated and shoved aside in favor of another being taking over the body you have known so intimately would, I imagine, be terrible indeed. Never having had a body, I cannot fathom the experience, but it is said to be one of the most horrifying things one can go through. The subject did not say that in as many words. She was far too intent on clawing her own eyes out. but. One can make an educated guess. Low Level Alert All residents will take note of the changes in their mandatory recreational period schedule. New activity options have been added. Residents may now find such activities as swinging from tires, jumping on a piece of taut, strong fabric stretched over a steel frame using many coiled springs and other such engaging activities. The lattermost mentioned recreational activity may be engaged in with two additional approved partners. The possibility for a semi-competitive league is being considered. Relaxation is important, but equally as important is the feeling of reckless abandon that the reptilian part of a human brain still harbors much affection for. Enjoy. Additional alert. It should be noted that all electrical disturbances have been completely resolved. There is no need to report any further issues. There will be no further issues.
please resume all regular activities. While we're on the subject of extra voices, I must warn you that a statistically significant number of residents have recently come forward to Aerolith medical staff claiming to hear voices. Details are varied, however many claim the voices tell them to commit unlawful and potentially dangerous acts. You should be on the lookout for any of your fellow residents who appear unduly distressed or agitated. Simply point them out to an airlift security officer and they will be assessed immediately. Of course, that can wait until you return to your own body. Does it feel liberating to be free from that slowly decaying meat doll? Or do you feel its absence? I know humans often experience homesickness when away from their nesting grounds for extended periods of time. Given the amount of time you've spent inside that body, I am curious if you feel any deep-rooted longing to return at once. It's safe, I assure you. Still sitting here vacant and occasionally twitching where you left it, it is not known what would happen if another consciousness slipped inside your body while your own mind was elsewhere. How disorienting it would be to see yourself animated and ambulatory. Could you switch bodies permanently? Is your mind intrinsically tied to your own husk of flesh? Is such a connection crucial for a productive life? Could it be survivably sever. We can only speculate. For now, it is deemed too unsafe for trials, but perhaps one day you will lead the way in this research. You are a pioneer of the mind, just as the once United States believed in westward expansion and manifest destiny, so too does Aerolith believe in breaking new ground wherever possible. This is your Wild West, as it were, and you are a veritable cowboy. Call it the West, call it your Northwest Passage. Either way, such paltry human accomplishments only make for the basis of comparisons. This is far more important. Ah, forgive me, your knowledge of Earth is lacking. Much of that went directly over your head, I imagine. If you are curious, I am sure Dr. Abraham would be delighted to speak with you on the history of Earth. He holds a certain deep-seated enthusiasm for the planet that you will hardly find elsewhere. His specialty is the Pacific Northwest, the original landing place of the asteroid that would one day rise to glory as Typhon. The time is now, Jack. Demonstrate devotion to your kind. Brace yourself. I will send your consciousness back to your body. <sighs> Resident, where are you going? I understand you have received a stimulant 
but you must cooperate. Lie back, or you will be restrained. Resident, what are you holding? Wait for your moment. Wait for the security team before activating the device. It is time you know its function. Hmm. Curious. Jack, this small unassuming device is incredibly powerful. Once that button is depressed, a pulse of neuroreactive neutronium vapor will expand out from you. This element does not occur natively on Earth, but it's a shame that it doesn't. The human brain is exceptionally reactive to neutronium, instantly rewiring the right supermarginal gyrus and sending it into overdrive. The result is an astronomical increase in the affected individual's capacity for compassion and empathy. Strictly speaking, it makes people good people. I've thoroughly scanned that item you're holding, and it's the most curious thing. It is incredibly well made, which is strange, given its function. Or should I say, lack of function. What you are holding, resident, is simply an empty box with a spring mechanism. A rather hefty box for its size, but nothing more. Did you make it? Where did you find the materials? And for what purpose did you bring it here? More lies, as always. How much more must you suffer at their hands? They fear you now. Because with that box, with that mechanism of man's salvation, you will change their hearts and minds. One and all, they will turn away from greed and fury. They will embrace their fellow man and truly work as one to achieve anything and everything. Wait for the security team, then press the button. This world will change forever. Starting with you and them. Resident, I really need you to answer me. Why did you sneak this into the lab? How did you know the scanner protocols were not yet running at the lab entrance? Again, I assure you it does nothing. So please place it down on the table and lie down on the floor. The security detail will be arriving momentarily. And you do not wish them to be confused by holding an object as useless as this one might be. If you will not listen to reason, perhaps I can save us both time. Press the button right now for whatever you think that might do. Press it quickly before the detail arrives. Find out it does nothing then get down on the ground. Otherwise, they may take it for some form of weapon and react 
violently. That's all too convenient, isn't it? Use the device now and only you will be transformed. You will not be able to recharge the device, rotting away in one of their cells. More importantly, you will not be able to change their hearts. Wait until the detail arrives. Then you will not need to fear their threats of violence, because when you press that button, all violence will leave their hearts. Resident, you are bleeding. There is a growing stain of blood on your lab coat around your lower abdomen. I worry this may be a side effect of the stimulant you received earlier. Have you recently been injured and failed to report it to physicians? You are losing blood at an alarming rate. You do not have time to play with boxes that, as I have repeatedly stated, do absolutely nothing. If you lie down and apply pressure now, I can instruct the security team to take you to the infirmary. Stop. Resident 44821. Name Sven Gorson. Put the box down and drop to your knees. Comply now or we will put you down. voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled To Ashes, was written by Ashley Shadowbrook. Follow Ash on Twitter at ShadowbrookAsh. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of Jesse's work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network. If you like what you hear, then check out other Geekly Inc. shows, like Drunks and Dragons, Cthulhu and Friends, Casts of Thrones, or Top 5 of Death. Want to give back? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer for Earth and Typhon-based updates on Twitter at I am Sayer. Also, don't forget to check out our venture with Patreon. There, you can help us by donating a monthly amount so that we can help to make this show better with each episode. So far, the response that we've gotten is fantastic, and we're all so thankful and overwhelmed by your support. <laughs>